I'm Beth. And I'm Jen. We're two dog moms who met through our rescue pugs, and we love helping people find the best happily ever after dog for them. Each episode, we'll explore a different dog breed and talk about the rescue organizations doing great work to support them. From Affenpinscher to Schwerg-Schnauzer and everything in between, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Dog and Pony Show. Hey, Jen. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to the Dog and Pony Show. (laughs) We are on an every other week cadence now just to give us a little breathing room and hopefully to give you all a little breathing room from us. (laughs) Probably need it. it. I think so. It's better for everybody this way. It's yes, exactly. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. I agree. As they I say. Agree. Yeah, indeed. I feel like you've had a lot going on and have a lot going on. Exciting things coming up. Oh my Should goodness. we talk about your teeth? I mean, let's talk about my teeth. I got about your teeth. Oh my gosh. In the comedy of errors that is my life, I I have veneers on my two front teeth. One of them broke. Of course. of course. So basically I had a third of my front tooth missing, which was really attractive. And <laughs> the broken piece bounced into my sink and went down the drain uh, Be- because you can't make this up. No. So, so then so what to, happened? So to pull this together, because no one wants to hear all of the details, I had new veneers put in on Friday and decided to go, instead of just replacing the two, I went for eight. Because if you're building a new house, you might as well get the roof and the driveway and all of the things. So my gums are a little sore and I'm cutting all of my food up into tiny little bird pieces. And <laughs> shouldn't Todd be doing that for you? I think he should too. If he really cared, he would. Yeah, I would think so. I don't know. It just goes to show you, you know, how deep his commitment really is. <laughs> I don't know. I keep looking at Astrid like she's going to cut my food up into right. little pieces, but I'm she's, sure. just, yeah, she's she expecting just... that of you. Agreed. Oh, speaking of which, she got a vet appointment for some vaccines and was told she needs to lose some weight. Oh, really? So the vet gave us her total caloric intake per day. And oh, let, God. Let me tell you, it is way lower oh, boy. Than, than what is on the back of the bag per serving. Girl is not going to be happy. No. So basically this weekend, I need to do some higher level math to figure out actual serving size for lady girlfriend. And uh, yeah, she's, she's not going to be so pleased. Oh boy. You might need to do that for me too. I weighed myself this morning and I'm telling you like that Christmas Thanksgiving time, like weight is just does not want to, it doesn't want to come off come off. No, it's just like, we're going to, we like it here. We're going to hang around. My problem is that it's been, as we were discussing earlier, a whole one degree up here. So my ability to walk outside, which is my normal go-to it, no, it's not going to happen. I I wouldn't do that. I really need for it to warm up pronto so I can get some of my walkies in my daily walkies. Well, I really, it's warmer here as we were discussing. So it's a great because I can't go outside and walk, but it also means I can go outside and walk. Yeah. So (laughs) you don't have to motivate to do that. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll be right down. I'll come and motivate you. Oh, that sounds good. That would be fun. I would walk outside with you. 
Oh, that's so nice. And you have a great vacation coming up for your birthday. I do. I'm so excited for you and jealous. (sighs) Taking a beach vacation. I'm going to come come back. I've got new teeth. I'm going to be tan. Tan. Tell you what. Todd better start cutting up his, cutting up your food for you. That's right. Or I'm going to find somebody who will. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, you have a lovely sidebar today. I'm actually just going to let you record this while I go into another room and do something else. Stop it. All right. Here's my sidebar. And brace yourselves, everyone. Beth did send me a bunch of no emojis when I texted her what I was doing, but just bear with me here. So this is a common scenario in my house and I don't think I'm alone. Maybe I am. Maybe this is just a sidebar for me. This is what I was trying to tell you yesterday subtly, but you didn't get the hint. I did not pick up on what you were putting (laughs) down. I'm on the sofa and I look at a pug. They make the mistake of making eye contact with me when I spot it. It's disgusting. I yell, I gooby. I lunge for their face and grab the juicy slug, peeling it from their side orb. I'm sorry, but I don't want to look at it. Of course not, but... I I put the eye booger in a tissue. I look at the dog and say indignantly, you're welcome. And I do this multiple times a day. So what the heck are we pulling? And I'm saying we, because I don't think I'm alone. What the heck are we pulling out of our dog's eyeballs? Is it normal? Do I need need to take them to lens crafters? I looked it up, you guys, and I will tell you, you're welcome. <laughs> Here's a breakdown of what you could see if you are a doggy eye gooby puller like me, and I'm calling this, what is that in your eye? I, and I do hate this word, so I apologize, discharge can be caused by mild issues like allergies or more serious conditions. And dogs with more prominent eyes can be more susceptible to eye diseases. So if you have a pug or a Frenchie, you may deal with this a bit more often. Just like with people, your dog's tear ducts keep their eyes healthy. But throughout the day, debris can accumulate in the corner of the eye and and crust can form. If you're like me, you might be obsessive about picking out their eye crusties. (laughs) If you let it go, you are not a bad dog parent. You are actually a normal human being. <laughs> Beth, you're normal. <laughs> well, no, I'm just, I'm excited because I'm going to, I'm going to lose the six pounds I want to lose because I'm never eating again. Okay, fine. You, you've done it for me. Thank you. Okay, good. You're welcome. No, no need to walk. You just, it's <laughs> exactly. your appetite suppressor. I'm just going to listen every... to this podcast every time I need to. There are now 18 people putting down donuts in their car right now going, never mind. I didn't want it anyway. You were, you were worried about our one bad review. What do you. <laughs> Everybody's giving us twos now. <laughs> fine. You know what? The more, you know, the more, you know, now, if you notice a change in the amount of eye crusties or the color, or if your dog's eyes become red, swollen, or they start squinting, that is a sign that you should give your vet a call for a consult. So let's talk about color. If it looks like your puppa is crying, meaning the discharge in your dog's eye is clear or watery, the likely causes allergy or irritants like dust or pollen. Think about times when your eyes get watery. You likely have something in your eye, usually for me it's a dog hair, 
or the pollen count is crazy insane outside. Usually nothing to worry about. Your dog likely just has watery eyes. Say your doggo has white or gray eye goobies. This could also be allergies or irritants, but it could also be conjunctivitis. This is an inflammation of the tissues around the eye. Dry eye is another condition that can cause white eye discharge. Left untreated, this could lead to more serious conditions, so be sure to get this checked out. If the white boogie sticks to the surface of your dog's eye, call your vet and ask for recommendations. Probably don't do what I do and just start pulling. So what if your dog has red or brown staining near the tear ducts? This is caused by porphyrin, a compound in tears that turns reddish brown when it's exposed to oxygen. If it is more brown in nature, you can check with your vet to ensure it isn't a yeast infection. The staining itself isn't a serious health issue. It's called epiphora, and there are several ways to treat it. First, clean the area thoroughly with a warm, damp cloth. Then you can use a saline solution on a cotton ball and gently wipe the area. There are a few other recommendations I saw online, everything from switching foods to medications, but definitely consult your vet on those. Finally, if your dog has green or yellow eye discharge, again, I'm so sorry for using the word discharge. This should be sorry for this whole section. Stop it. This is a sign of a bacterial infection. This will require antibiotics. So definitely make a vet appointment and have those peepers checked out. On a side note, if you notice your papa rubbing their eyes a lot, it could be a lot of things, something like a scratched cornea or something as simple as a hair in their eye, but it could be a corneal ulcer from some trauma. Maybe they hit their eye on a table as they were racing to bark at the Amazon truck for the eight millionth time. It's best to get into the vet if they show signs of distress. In any case, remember that your puppa's eyes are the way that your dog gets around. As Beth can tell you, dealing with a dog that doesn't have eyes has a whole host of challenges. So protecting your dog's sight is something not to take lightly. Always pay attention to changes in your dog's eyes. As with anything, ask your vet if you have any questions As you know, we are not vets. Beth, I know this topic grosses you out, but did you ever notice anything with either Emma or Charlie's eyes? Not not quite as regularly as it sounds like you do in your house, but I do with Helen's. Helen gets, you know, stuff around there that I wipe off with a wet paper towel. Well, I'm sure she still has her tear ducts for sure. Yes, exactly. So yeah, there's, I would say actually Helen's the one that probably has the the biggest eye, ironically, goobies. Goop. Goop. Yep. <laughs> I can't even say it. Oh, my Lord. I can't even say it. Well, let's take a break. Yeah, With that, yeah, let's take either, a break. Either, regard, whatever we do, let's just, let's just move on. Let's take a break and get a palate cleanser because I feel like you might need it. <laughs> I do. I'm going to go get some sherbet. Mm. <laughs> All right. So we're back. And today we're talking about the German Pinscher. And I guarantee you, Jen, at some point I will refer to them as like the German 
pointer or the Doberman pincher or a German shepherd. I you know how difficult this is for me, but the dog of the day is the German pincher. They are 17 to 20 inches tall, 25 to 45 pounds, and their life expectancy is 12 to 14 years. They were recognized by the AKC in 2003 and are 134 out of 202 on the AKC breed popularity list. So you don't see a lot of them. Yeah. They're part of the working group. The German Pinscher, almost said German Pointer, is Germany's oldest breed and the prototype of other Pinscher breeds, such as the Miniature Pinscher and the Doberman Pinscher. So it came first. It came first. That's right. In fact, I remember when we selected this dog the last time, I wasn't really sure what it was. And you said, I think it's the German Pinscher Pinscher. I bet you were thinking of a Doberman. I was thinking of the Doberman. Yeah, many people do. So people think that the German Pinscher and the Doberman Pinscher are the same dog, but in fact, they are two completely separate breeds. As for their name, Pinscher is believed to be a Germanic form of the French word Pinscher, which means to seize or to nip. And this makes sense because they were originally bred to control vermin, but today they do all kinds of work, like being service or therapy dogs. These dogs are extremely muscular. Everything I read referenced how muscular they are. They don't They're, have a problem going out for walkies in, they do not. in any temperature. They do not. They're very, unlike me, they are very muscular, naturally. Their coat is black, blue, various and various shades of red and fawn. They have elongated, wide-shaped heads. When they're cropped, their ears stand straight up. When they're uncropped, they're sort of V-shaped with a folding pleat. And this is one of those dogs where when you see the cropped version and the uncropped version, I think they look completely different. Hmm. They are described as courageous, intelligent, vivacious, sleek, no frills, streamlined, agile, athletic, and high energy. The opposite of Astrid. <laughs> sleek, sleek and streamlined. The other thing that I read consistently about these dogs is how affectionate they are and how much they love to be part of everything that their family is doing. They're really wonderful family dogs. They are excellent watchdogs and guardians of their families. And they're not big barkers, so when they do bark, there's definitely a reason. They're generally good with other dogs, but obviously they are not going to do well in homes with pocket pets like hamsters, gerbils, and guinea pigs for obvious reasons. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. They're generally healthy, but they are prone to a few conditions like hip dysplasia, eye disease, and von Wildebrand's disease, which we've talked about on several other episodes. These dogs are very playful, even as adults, and they require a ton of exercise. They excel at canine sports such as obedience, agility, rally tracking, and barn hunts. A barn hunt? Barn hunts. I mean, I guess that's like you let them loose in a barn and they go chase mice. What, I what they were they, born to do. I wonder if they would be good at antique hunting. I I would think so. I mean. If they would like a brocante looking for really good vintage pieces. Just set them, set them loose in a barn full of antiques. Exactly. And, yeah. Find, find the good ones, you guys. 
<laughs> if you are considering a German pincher, you'll want to have a lot of toys around, especially squeaky toys. They love these. And I bet they'd love snuffle mats too. Who wouldn't? Apartments make adequate homes if you properly exercise the German pincher, but it's not the ideal situation for them. They really do better with a yard to run in, one that is obviously well-fenced so they can't escape when they see something that interests them. And training from a young age is really important. They are so intelligent, so it's not particularly difficult to train them, but you need to be firm and consistent. Positive reinforcement and setting boundaries are really important because if given the chance, these dogs are going to take control of the house. Finally, as far as grooming, this is fairly easy. Their short, dense coat doesn't require a lot of maintenance. Weekly brushing and an occasional bath will do. So to summarize, these are really great dogs. I have to be honest, I sort of, I guess maybe because I knew a Doberman growing up that really was like a watch and guard dog for the family and wasn't part of the family. I sort of associated that and assumed that these dogs would just be great watch dogs, but kind of leave it at that. But they're really great family dogs. They're super smart. They want to be part of what you're doing. They're fairly easy to train because they're so smart and they love to do all kinds of things. Like if you're looking for a therapy dog, this is a great option for a dog that you can take with you to a local hospital and, you know, visit kids and visit people who are unfortunately hospital bound. So great, great dogs, super, super cute, which we will discover when we get to our Instagram's pics. They sound amazing if you're not intimidated by their low BMI. <laughs> or those big barks. Right. But, they they, are, but you said they don't bark often. So they don't bark often, but when they bark, it means that there's something going on. And apparently the bark is very fierce. I, oh. I read somewhere that they only pull that bark out for special occasions. So okay. Okay. yeah, like I would feel very birthday. safe. Yeah. Ex- <laughs> it's your birthday. Right. <laughs> it's their adoptiversary. They'll right. pull that big bark out. But obviously, I mean, this is a dog for someone who has a lot of is going to need to have a lot of time to exercise them and and train them. In other words, not me. Not me. But they seem really sweet. They are. Okay. All right, Jen. Well, let's take a break and then we can do personification. Let's do it. All right, Beth, I will start you off easy with personification. What name did you pick for your German pincher? I picked Gloria. Oh, what a wonderful name. Because I knew you were going to ask that. I say it like I knew it was coming because I did. Yeah, I think it was like the vivacious, how they're described as vivacious. It's Gloria to me. What does Gloria do for a living? Now, that's a great question. Can I say she hunts for antiques since we... <laughs> You can't, you can do anything you want. Is that her? Is She does that for a living? Like people pay her to do that? There's actually, I think like Gloria is probably a good school teacher, to be honest. Mm. She's very smart. She loves to be around kids and like part of the community. She's very stern. You know, when the kids get out of line, she pulls out that bark if she needs to. Oh, yes. She saves it for special occasions, especially like when DJ acts out. Exactly. DJ. Yeah. I just picture her to be like this, like school marm for whatever reason. Got it. Where does Gloria go to get away from the cold? I think Gloria goes to, where does Gloria go? Curacao. Mm -hmm. You weren't expecting that, were you? I wasn't. And can I go with her? Absolutely. She just likes low frills, 
like not a lot of, you know, it's the German in her. It's the, <laughs> exactly. You know, exactly. She doesn't, she doesn't need everything to be fairly frilly. No, she likes to just keep it low key. She likes to lay on the beach, have a nice cocktail and read, you know, Jane Austen or something. Love it. Again. And finally, because she is German, what's her favorite type of beer? Oh God, you know, this is a tough one to ask me. She, I don't know any types of beer. Um, She likes Michelob Light. (laughs) See, I didn't even need a brand. I just needed like, oh, she loves, okay. She loves a draft IPA. There we go. I, there I we know, go. Guys, I know literally nothing about beer. Me neither. <laughs> I'm a gin drinker. I don't know. I do not know anything about beer. But it felt right. All right, Beth. These are really up there on the popularity list. They're far in the yeah. back. They, they sit in the back row. So if I want to rescue one, am, do I have a chance? Well, it's not going to be easy. You can check out the German Pincher Club of America. They do have a rescue website, and they basically encourage you to do a lot of reading about the breed and then contact them once you have made an informed decision that you want to adopt a German Pincher. You can find them at germanpincher.org backslash rescue. Since there aren't any rescues out there that specialize in this particular breed that I was able to find, I did want to highlight Pause Atlanta, pauseatlanta.org. They are Georgia's oldest no-kill animal shelter. They're right here in Atlanta, and they have found homes for 49,000 animals since they were founded over 50 years ago in 1964 by a group of just concerned citizens who wanted to do something for their community. They held bake sales and did all kinds of garage sales, all kinds of things like that, and raised enough money to buy a house, which they used as a shelter. So I thought that was really cool, and I figured I would give them a shout out on today's episode. I love that. Go, go, you concerned citizens. I'll buy your baked goods. And can you hear Helen giving them a shout out as well? Just chirping away in the background? Sure can. All right. Well, let's talk about Instagram. Who did you find on uh, Instagram? This was really fun. I got to see on Instagram the different colorations of the German pincher. Mm -hmm. So I found, and I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Getting on my phone. Oblex the pincher. So this is at O-B-E-L-I-X underscore the underscore pincher. Oh. Oblex is a German pincher living in (laughs) Oslo, Germany. He was born in 2020. He has beautiful coloring and so, so fashionable. He really is. And he's he's very... um, like serious, like the way he looks at the camera. It's a blue steel look. Yes, exactly. Exactly. His eyes are so beautiful. There's a cute picture of him like laying beneath a Christmas tree with a hat on. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, he does hats. He has some great sweaters. Yeah. Yeah. I I appreciate a model. Beth, who did you find? really is. So I found Digga the Doggo. It's, and I'm saying that with an Australian accent, Digga the Doggo. It's D-I-G-G-A underscore the underscore Doggo. It will not surprise you to find out that Digga lives in Australia. And his parents describe him as a boof head on, um, on their, just on their little bio. I had to look it up. It means one with a large head. Uh, Digga will be two in June of this year and is so cute. Also has uncropped ears, which, you know, I love. Oh my gosh. Digga. 
I was going to say, I'm just seeing his dad and wondering if you DM'd him, but he ha- if he has a mom too, then never mind. <laughs> he does. Okay. I, I, he, he does. You know me so well. Mm-hmm. Adorable. You're so cute, Digga. Um, all right, Jen. Well, this was a lot of fun as usual. Until our next episode, where can people find us? On the Dog and Pony Show podcast.com or on Instagram at the Dog and Pony Show official. You can follow a pug who believes that the nose is the window to the soul at It's Helen the Pug. And you'll find a Pika Pug who wears her sunglasses at night at Astrid underscore Pika Pug. And you can find all of our sources for the episode in our show notes. And please don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star review if you see clearly and think we're not too shabby. (laughs) I always enjoy this part of the episode. All right, Jen, who's our next dog? All right, Beth, I, in two weeks, I will be telling you all about the Dachshund. Oh, that's got to be a German dog, right? I can't believe we haven't done that one already. I know. They're so cute and little and just hot doggy. Hot dog. Oh, that'll be so fun. That'll be great. Yay. All right. Well, until we talk about the Dachshund on our next episode, remember that the best dog in the world is always your dog. The Dog and Pony Show is produced and hosted by Jen Meredith and Beth Stellato, two women with absolutely no medical experience other than paying the big bills our dogs accumulate at the veterinarian. While we know our way around an insulin syringe and have collected a urine sampler 45, and while we may occasionally have medical experts on as our guests or discuss health issues faced by particular breeds, This podcast is in no way intended to provide professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your veterinarian with any questions you may have regarding your pet. Never disregard professional veterinary advice or delay in seeking treatment for your pet because of something you heard on our podcast or read on our website or social media. The views we share are ours alone and do not represent the opinions of our employers or sponsors.